Yeah. <laughs>
And I totally believe that we can press on so much more into God and His presence. He is so much for us tonight, but we need to step out first. We need to step into boldness and into courage. And I believe we need to take our worship even further than what we've just done. Like, that was a new song. And I'm not judging. But I just feel like we can let loose a little bit, untie the ties of this week, and just press on more. And I believe for that tonight, Lord, that You would invade this place, Lord. That we would untie our strings, Lord. That we would push further than what we've ever been before, Lord. Because You're a good Father and You're worthy of our worship and every single praise. Thank You, Lord. I encourage you guys, we've got another song to go crazy. And there, I heard there's a rapping part. And we've got a rapper in the house. So if he comes up on cue, then we have a rapper. But if not, yeah, we just follow his moves. There we go. All right, let's go.
been on my testing, testing. Totally not my first time there. Um, yeah, thank you, youth men. Doing a great job. Uh, welcome along tonight, folks. Oh, great. Yeah, no good. Yeah, welcome along, guys. Looking great. Can't see any of you, though. So, uh, first thing, let's do some uh, birthdays. Birthdays and anniversaries. So if you've had a birthday or an anniversary in the last week, if you'd like to come join me down the front, grab a chocolate. Mate, anyone at all? family if you'd like to stand and we'll just declare this blessing over them. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, over prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> Also some notices, uh, Pastor Jan and Sheridan are away in Dublin celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Apostolic Movement, is that correct? Yep, cool, Ray gave me the nod so it must be correct. Okay, um, now we have some information about Business Plus, so I'll just invite Jared up. Good evening. So um, on the 18th of August, it's a Thursday night, we've got um, Mark Powell coming to speak with us. And so he was the CEO of the Warehouse Group. Um, so that's obviously Warehouse, Warehouse Stationery, um, Torpedo 7. Uh, so he resigned, uh, started this year, late last year. Um, but now he's, so he's a, he's a strong Christian and we have him here for a night. Um, it, it's, the, the night's going to be focused around applying Christian faith in, in corporate leader, uh, in, in um, secular corporate leadership. Um, so it's, it's a great, if you're a young professional or if you're um, thinking of starting your own business or uh, you're wanting to, um, uh, well you're in, you're in leadership currently then this is a great night for you to get some real good input. Um, yeah, so it's also, uh, it's an open event, so invite your friends, invite your colleagues, um, invite your whole team if you'd like to, it's a great time for uh, professional development. Uh, there'll be music and coffee, and also time to ask Mark questions. And the best thing is, is that this event is free, so there's, there's no restrictions in that, in that respect, so you know, really try and get everyone along. Uh, this is also uh, the launch of Business Plus. So Business Plus is, the aim is, uh, well it's a ministry of, of Activate Church and its aim is to develop leaders in the community and business. So this can be health, uh, commerce, whatever, education, that's all. Um, so yeah, come on along. Uh, also Faith 101, uh, if you're here for Faith 101 we've got Josh somewhere. Um, and oh, up the front. So yeah, if you want to head out to that, that'd be real cool. Yeah, uh, let's stand and continue in our worship.
So we have another new song today. Uh, the song's called More to Come. Yeah, sing along if you know it. Um, but basically, they're just talking about uh, we're expecting more. I guess yeah, we're expecting more, and we want more. And um, yeah, if you believe that, sing along. But yeah, this is more to come. Oh 
changes our perception when we realize that it's God's breath in our lungs. It changes our perception of what it means to breathe. It opens my awareness so much more from myself to God's breath. He's breathing life into me. So what I want us to do as the band continues just to sit on the chorus is is to take this moment to become aware and to focus on our breath. And as we breathe in, we're breathing in God and become aware of His presence in us and everything that may be bubbling in around us in our, in our mind, in our, in our body, we just feel that sink away because the awareness of God and His presence is thick and it is here and it is good. So I encourage you, breathe. And know that you're breathing in the presence of God. And any worries, any concerns, anything that you're holding on to that is drawing your attention, let that slip away. Come on, let praise begin to bubble forth. 
Come on, let that bubble forth from within you, from your soul. Testimony 
of your goodness and your love and your grace towards us, Father. And it's so good to be able to stand before you, come into your presence and just breathe. Let all the stuff that may be holding us or hindering us, just let that shake off as we stand in your presence and we acknowledge that you are Lord. As we acknowledge that you are the King. As we acknowledge that it's your breath in our lungs. As we acknowledge that it's by your life, by your spirit that we can stand and that we can live our lives. So God, we exalt you. We exalt you and we glorify your name. let's just I I really want to push us for a moment let's just begin to speak out because as God breathes life into us our response is praise come on can we begin to speak out let something bubble out of you thank you God praise you God thank you for the breath in our lungs Lord that you give us life and life abundantly oh God Thanks, team. You guys are fantastic. Awesome. Come on, let's give the youth band a hand. You guys are awesome. You know what? You guys are world changers. You really are. I'm so excited to see people, youth, you guys standing up and, yeah, Luke, you, you guys standing up and taking hold of, you know, what God's placed in your hands and Ah, no, God, God has got some massive things for you guys, so be encouraged. You guys are awesome. Oh, you're all sitting down. That was quick. Hey, why don't we stand up because we don't give God a shout of praise. Come on, stand up. Now, this is going to be real awkward, but we can do it because we're big kids. All right. Now, this is awkward. Thank you, God. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise to God. Thank you, God. We glorify your name. We lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. You guys were way too quick for me. You can sit down, it's all good. Mean, hey, it's so good to see you all tonight. Oh, oh, <laughs> we do have some people here. That's cool. How you all going? Yeah, I will. Thank you. It's good, eh? It's good to be here. And I think it's good to, to gather. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I think Owen was sharing communion, and he came and he, he spoke like he was a guest ministry. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. It's, uh, you know, they're paying me really well. No. Um, but it's great to be here, and I'm, I'm excited for what God is doing and um, what we're going to talk about tonight. If you're a young adult, have you got one of these? Wave it at me. No, no, wave the flyer at me if you've got it. Awesome. All right, cool. Shout out to Muller on the door. You guys are doing awesome. 
So this is Young Adults Camp, and I've been posting a bit on Facebook. If you're not a young adult, feel free to come along. It's 55 bucks. Now, this is going to be a fantastic time. We've got Aaron Hardy. Now, he's um, the lead elder at Link Church, and Aaron's an awesome guy. He's really cool. And uh, he's got an awesome heart, and what he carries um, is a real desire to see uh, unity, especially in New Zealand, and understand the context to which we're living our Christian lives. So Aaron's going to bring... Um, a message which will challenge you, which I'm hoping will really challenge you. But what it's going to do is open your eyes to understand the context to which we're living our Christian life in. And can I encourage you, this is a weekend away. It's the 19th to the 21st uh, of August. It's in the first week of the uni break. So uni students, you've got no excuse not to be there. It's the first weekend. If you're going away, then you can still be there because it's going to be great. Can I encourage you to lock it in and make sure you're there because this is going to be a fantastic time. And I know for myself and talking to other people, camps are pivotal times in their relationship with God. Because camps are times where we set aside this time and we're focusing on God. I suppose that's it. We're focusing in on God. And if, if you talk to me, yeah, I've had some incredible experiences with God which have been foundational for my faith. And I really want to encourage you that this will be a time that uh, you'll look back on in 10 years and say, wow. God encountered me, and I know why I'm still living this life that I'm living as a Christian, going hard after God. So I really want to encourage you to be there. I want to see um, 40 of our young adults be there, which I don't think is a stretch. I think that that's doable. Um, so be there. Sign up, get the registration form back to me, and we'll go from there. Cool? That's going to be awesome. Come on. Make sure you're there. Uh, after tonight, we're heading to the house. The young adults are going to have a party down there. $5 pizza, which is going to be mean. Let me, let me tell you a story. So Melina and I have been going out for a year. <laughs> a year and almost um, two months. <laughs> uh, almost a year and two months. It'll be like in a couple of weeks. Um, but for Christmas, she got me this present. And it was a, you know, a present that keeps on giving. So... For each month, I get to open an envelope, and in each envelope, it's a great, very creative, and I'm loving it. She's not so much. Uh, but for each, each month, I get to open, open something, and this month was a mystery present. So here's me thinking, sick, mystery present, what could this be? Anyway, she turns up, has this parcel, gives it to me, and says, here you go, enjoy. I open it up, and it's got hair clipping set. And she's like, now I can cut your hair. So... This is, this is what she got me for, for Christmas. And she did a pretty good job, I reckon. Like, yeah. Not too bad, eh? But I will tell you this, it's, it really stretched our trust. It's probably been, well, maybe not the most, but it really has uh, stretched our, our level of trust. Because I didn't realise how much I cared about my hair until Melina was standing over me with her scissors going, I'm not taking much off! And I'm freaking out going, oh, am I going to have to go to the barber tomorrow? But no, she actually did a great job. And sorry, Melina, if I haven't trusted you as much as I should have. But it was great. It was fun. And um, now we're at a new level of trust in our relationship. So... I just wanted to share that with you because that was really, it was really foundational in my life. Cool. Hey, well, um, last week Sharon spoke about consistency. And um, I want to encourage you, if you haven't listened to the message, jump on, uh, jump on our 
uh, I was going to say Facebook page, but jump on our website and check it out. It was a really good message, and he was just encouraging us in the basics of staying consistent in our walk and in our faith. One week we can be up here in a high, and the next week can be down here and just being, oh, I don't know what life is going on. Uh, so he was encouraging us, come on, let's keep a level standard. Let's, not make, sure, let's make sure things are standard, not doing this uh, every second week. So I'd encourage you to check that out if you weren't here, to listen to that. So a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, I spoke on kindness and revealing kindness wherever we go. And this is essentially wherever we never be like Jesus. And that's what we do as a church, wherever we never be like Jesus. And this means that we're meeting the needs of those around us. As part of this kindness message, I shared about our job, my role, is to meet the needs of the people around me wherever I go. So wherever my sphere of influence meets, I need to be meeting the needs that are visible to me. So Geneva, when you're at uni, you're going to be meeting the needs of the people around you with your friends group. When, Jared, you're at work, you'll be meeting the needs of the people around you. And that's what our, our role is. That's what we're called to do as disciples of Christ and followers of Christ. Now, if I'm saying good stuff, you guys can, you guys can say something back. Um, and if I'm not saying good stuff, just say something back, because then I know you're there, and it's, that's a good thing too. But that's our role, to reveal kindness. Uh, and I read this verse from Proverbs 28, 27, which says, Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. And often in my mind, I can see poverty as the fellow who sits outside the dairy at five crossroads and begs for money. But poverty could also look like the, the um, solo mum who's working uh, two jobs and got three kids and just trying to make ends meet. And, and that might be within your sphere of influence. And if you can meet the need and help them out, uh, I believe that's doing a good thing. And that's a God thing. But tonight, I want to take a step further. So we talked about kindness and meeting the need. But tonight, I want to take it the next step and say... We need to meet the need, but we also need to be prepared to meet need with God's power or Holy Spirit power. Because I think when we, when we meet someone's need naturally, that's cool. That, that might sort them out for a week. You know, the, um, I think it's the World Vision that says, uh, give a man a fish and you'll feed his family for a day or two, but teach the man to fish and give him a net and you'll feed him for a lifetime. I think it's the same with us. We can meet someone's need temporarily. But God has called us where the opportunity is to actually meet people's eternal needs. So what, what I mean by that, Peter and John, which I spoke about, they went, you know the story, they went, uh, they're on their way to the temple and they, they prayed for a man and he was healed. They didn't give him money, but instead they declared healing and he got up and walked. They had the opportunity to give him money, yet instead they declared healing upon him and his destiny was altered. And I think that's an exciting thing. As followers of Christ, we don't just get to meet temporary needs, but with, with the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to meet needs that are going to influence and change people's destiny. And this is not, this is not reflecting us and who we are and, and like, oh, look at me, I'm awesome. But this is God and his power and Holy Spirit working through us. Is that good? So that's, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So we're called to carry kindness wherever we go. And I really believe as Activate, as Activate Church, you know, the name is prophetic in itself. We're here to be active. We're not here to sit back and, and just let life pass us by. But we take that and we say, cool, 
I believe God is calling us to meet needs with his power. Like, we can meet needs, but I believe that God is actually calling us to take that next step and say, we're meeting needs with power. And then we begin to see people getting healed. We begin to see afflictions drop off people that is only through God and his Holy Spirit. And I think that's what he's calling us to. And I believe if we embrace it and we go, yeah, okay, cool. All right, we're not just here to, to meet the people's, people's needs in our sphere of influence where I go, but I'm called to carry Holy Spirit and have a dynamic life, Holy Spirit life inside of me. And wherever I go, if the opportunity opens up to meet that need with God's power and see uh, affliction drop off people, to th- see things change that won't just change by a cl- counseling session, but actually it's God's power, I think we'd see amazing things. And we as a people have the uh, invitation, I suppose, to pick that up. And I want to encourage us to, not, let's not let that, that sit to the side, but let's, uh, let's go after that, because that's awesome. I want to see that. I want to see God's power. And I think this generation, this generation is desiring to see the reality of God's power. This generation isn't, isn't looking for some second show magic act. You know, in a world that, just seeing on the news, uh, the Munich attack, you know, it's seemingly more and more terrorist attacks, whether we just hear about it more due to uh, media, but there are more and more of these attacks. And and more than ever, we need the supernatural peace of God. And we need people who know how to release the peace of God. I really sense that as Christians, as followers of Christ, we need to, we need to know how to release peace wherever we go. Because peace actually shifts an atmosphere. Peace shifts anxiety. It shifts fear. And suddenly there's this freedom that comes and people may not know why or what. But something will change, and, 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 and something will change within them as we do that. So anyway, let's jump into Acts. If you've got your Bible or a device here, you can jump off Pokemon and uh, jump onto the Bible app. Uh, Acts 4, 5 through to 13. Acts 4, 5 through to 13. We're just going to read through it, and then I'm going to pick up a couple of points as we, as we go. Acts 4, 5 through to 13. The next day, the rulers and the elders and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. The high priest and also his family were there. They had Peter, John, and John brought before them and began to question them, by what power or by what name did you do this? So this is talking about the man being healed. So they were questioning them, brought them in for questioning, and they're asking, what's going on? Why did this happen? Verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to this man, to a man who was lame and being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Verse 11, Jesus, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And verse 13. When they saw the courage Peter and John, of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled and ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They were astonished and they took note that these men 
have been with Jesus. We're called to carry kindness, be prepared to meet the need around us with Holy Spirit's power. Let's just look at Acts 4, 7 through to 13 for a moment and, and just, just have a think about what this means for us. So they asked Peter, Peter and John, by what power or name did you do this? Then Peter goes, goes on to say, Rules of the elders of the people is, if, I, if we're being called into account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So it was by Jesus' name. It was by Jesus that he was healed. And the context, let's just understand the context around this. This was a few weeks after Jesus had been crucified. So if you think about it, Jesus had just been killed. Everyone had scattered. People who had been following him had scattered. Would this be the time that you would want to be a Christian, professing the name of Jesus, when everyone was probably looking out for Christians and hunting them and wanting to dispatch them? Would this be the time that you'd be going around, nah, I don't think so. Yet, as I'll talk about later, they had seen and they had heard things that they couldn't deny and that they, they couldn't suppress. So therefore it flowed out of them. So they were in a situation that they very, very readily could have been killed. So it wasn't just a, you guys are being reprimanded, slap on the hand, but this was actually something that uh, was potentially life-threatening or very, very, very potentially life-threatening. But if you look in, in this passage of Scripture, the key in all of this is Holy Spirit. It is His power. It's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And if you look out... Holy Spirit was there to meet the needs of people around them. Holy Spirit was, in, was within them to meet the beggar's needs. So therefore, his legs were healed and he was able to walk, and that was a testimony of God's goodness towards him. And likewise, Holy Spirit is, is an available gift for us to meet the needs of people around us. I just want to labor this because... If we can understand that Holy Spirit is, is for us and we can receive Him and we can live a life full in Him, and then wherever we go, we can meet needs and respond in power, that alters people's destiny. That's going to do an incredible thing for, one, your personal life, but for the people around you and wherever you go. So I, I think this is an incredible thing for us to capture. But within us, there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be obstacles that come up. For Peter and John, all they did was meet a man's need. Yet the religious leaders of the day, the ones who were well-educated, the ones who were you know, top of the game, were the ones who make the rules. They pulled them up and said, hey, you can't be doing that. They were operating by a different system, and they weren't okay with that. But the thing is, with Holy Spirit, He anoints us for the tasks and the challenges that come before us. I wonder what the story, how the story would have gone if Holy Spirit hadn't been there with Peter and John. In verse 13, it says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They saw the courage. They saw the boldness upon them. And this was something that 
they didn't know, they didn't realize. Because when I was reading this and looking at commentaries, to be so bold and to be so courageous before the Sanhedrin or the rulers of uh, the religious leaders of that time, they would have had to have the training, the education, the understanding of what they were bringing to support themselves. So that's why they would have had courage. But these guys, they saw that they were unschooled and ordinary men. These guys didn't have the training. They didn't have the, the right things for a reason to be courageous before them. They were in the wrong by the religious leader's idea. In their view, they were in the wrong. And I love the fact that they were unskilled and ordinary. For us, that means we don't actually need any qualification to go out and live the life that Jesus has called for us. There's no us and them. There's no separation. There's no differentiation. God has called us, each one of us, to go and share the gospel. God has called each one of us to be influenced wherever we go, to release kindness, reveal kindness wherever we go, in school, but also to respond with Holy Spirit power when we have the opportunity. God has given that to all of us. It doesn't matter, you know, you know the, the phrase, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where we come from or where we've been. Well, it's the same thing, I suppose. But um, it doesn't matter where we've come from. God still uses us. And Holy Spirit will still flow through us and impact and change lives because it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you, but God. If we're obedient to God and we say yes, then he's so more than willing to move through us and make a difference and shift lives and alter destinies, which I think is an incredible thing. At the end of uh, verse 13, it says, They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They had an authority and understanding that was beyond their social status, that was beyond where they thought they should be. These were fishermen. These were men that were in laboring type jobs. They shouldn't have been speaking or they shouldn't have been acting in a way of, of the authority that they did, yet they were. And they noticed that this was characteristic of how Jesus acted and how Jesus spoke and how Jesus taught and how Jesus portrayed his own authority, which was his assurance in his Father. And our lives should show something of God. If we're reading our Bible and, and we're disciples of Christ and we're growing in God, then there should be an element of this and. Uh, Galatians 5.22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And there's nine of them, and I, I, don't, I can't remember them apart from peace. But it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as followers of Christ, these should be bubbling away inside of us. People should be able to see these things going on. If we're growing in God and if we are... Uh, growing in, in who he's called us to be and drawing closer. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And if we're imitating Christ, then these fruit of the Spirit will be bubbling up inside of us. And I say this because people around will begin to see that. People will notice something different about you, and there'll be Holy Spirit on the inside and these fruit of the Spirit bubbling away. I remember when I was at school, so this was, this was 2011, so this was the year of the earthquake uh, in Christchurch, and as part of the 
stuff that happened. Uh, I, I moved schools. Just one my school. My school got moved to afternoon school, so school from one till five, which was great. And then the other school went from eight till 12 or something like that. But they had an awesome music department. So I didn't bunk school. Just let's get that out. I didn't bunk or, what do you call it up here, wag? Yeah, bunk in Christchurch. I didn't wag school. But um, I used to go to the music department and um, play saxophone because that was, that was way more fun than classics. Uh, yeah, no, nah, too many people love classics here, I suppose. <laughs> But what was, thanks Melina, what was real interesting is one day I went into the music room and, and the, the head of music, which I didn't know at all well, I only met him a couple times, he ended up saying something to me, I walked into the room and he just said, you know Peter, whenever I see you, I just feel at peace, there's just, ah, you know, if I'm just feeling a bit anxious, there's just peace, and I was like, you know, classic, probably year 13, you don't quite know how to answer, I was like, oh yeah, cheers sir. <laughs> You're being a bit weird. Get out of my face. Um, but, no, I didn't say that. That would have been rough. Uh, but there was something about what God was doing in me that released peace wherever I went. There was an atmosphere of peace wherever I went. And he picked up on that, and he realized that, and he, that, that, was, that was, well, I suppose that was a good thing for him. But my question to you would be, what's, what's that thing you carry? Would people notice you any different from someone who's not a follower of Christ? If the Spirit of God is in you and that relationship is being fostered, then there should be fruit. We should be seeing things percolate away. People around you, non-Christians, should be going, you know what, there's something there that, something that I don't quite understand. You know, whenever I'm around you, I feel like there's hope. That's cool, eh? Whenever I'm around you, I feel like my anxiety is less. And I like to think of it as a fragrance. What fragrance do you carry? And that sounds like flowers, but I think it's a subtle thing. But it shifts something in the atmosphere. So what do you carry? Is there anything you carry? Would, would someone notice when you walked into a room? Or on the other hand, when you walk into a room, do people start to feel angry? Do people start to feel annoyed? Not because of your personality, I'm sure. Or it might be. I don't know. But do you carry something that that raises angst in a room? Or do you carry something that when you walk into a room, peace is revealed? Hope, joy. How to encourage you to think on this when you go home. What are you carrying wherever you go? Would anyone notice you any different from a follower of Christ? And I think at the simplest form, we should all be carrying kindness. Wherever we go, revealing kindness. I think of my good mate Leon. Uh, he's a, I'm flatting with him, and he's an awesome guy. And he's from up north, so he's, he's a character. Awesome guy, a builder. He's just, just finished his... Yeah, Leon, give us a wave. You're the man. Yeah, there he is. He's awesome. Um, but when he first moved into our flat, he was, ah, uh, oh, was so good. Um, but when he first moved into our flat, uh, he had this word, rage. 
yeah, rage, this is raging. People are raging. There's this rager going on here. And like, our flat was like, what's going on? <laughs> what does he mean? Anyway, we got to the bottom of what the, the word rage means. It's got hundreds of different meanings depending on the situation. Um, rage could either mean it's going really well, really, you know, really excited and really high intensity. Um, otherwise, if you say this person's a rager, they could be crazy um, and just really in your face and just not a good, not a good time. But anyway, after a month or two, my flatmates and I noticed that we started saying rage, rager, raging all the time. And now it's just part of common language. But, but what I'm saying is when Leon came into the flat and we began, began to spend time and hang out and, and chat and talk and all that kind of thing, he began to rub off on us. His language, how he talks, this is just a really simple, small example, but how he talked began to rub off, rub off on us. And I'd ask the question, in your relationship with Jesus, is he rubbing off on you? As you go around, like Paul was saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's a pretty bold statement to make. But he was confident in himself that he was imitating Christ and that his relationship was vibrant and flourishing with Christ. So he could say, imitate me because Christ is rubbing off on me. Does that make sense? I'm getting a lot of confused faces. Maybe it's just sleepy, I don't know. So what is the fragrance of your life? We are called to carry kindness and be prepared to meet need with Holy Spirit power. That's what we're called to do. In Acts 4.20, and I love, I love what it says here, and there's just some, something about it that I suppose um, captures the heart of the early church. It says, as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. And Peter and John had been told to stop. They said, look, enough of this. You guys are disrupting the natural things. You're disrupting how we go about things. This is not how it's meant to be. <laughs> the problem was they had a healed man, a man who before wasn't walking, was now walking around saying, God is good. So you couldn't really say, let's put them to death and they'll be it. No, because they had a man who was obviously healed and people could see that. As for us, we, as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. No, my desire is for that to be, I was going to say, the soundtrack of my life. But I'd love for that to be my response to my life with God, my relationship with God. I cannot help but, but speak about what I have seen and heard. Look, even if I come into a situation or a group of, of people or things that, that try to press down and, and push out, even if life really sucks, I cannot help but speak about what I've seen and heard. And is your relationship with God, your relationship with Jesus, at that point to say, you know, I, I cannot help but speak about what I've seen and heard. And I'm not saying, please don't hear me say I'm at that point, and because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm on a journey. I'm figuring things out, as we all are. But in my life, I want to be in a place that I'd be saying, I can't help but speak about what I've seen and heard. Wherever I go, 
doesn't matter what situation or circumstance that I'm in. God is so real and God is so relevant in my life that that is my response no matter what. Is that good? We're still there. Cool. If we, if we could have the band back up. What I want to do now is uh, the band are going to jam a song for a little bit, but I want to give us the opportunity. One, if you haven't received Holy Spirit, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, or even if you have, I want to create a time where we're able to uh, be refreshed and refilled by His presence. Because if we can capture hold of the idea that being filled by the Spirit, we can meet someone's need with kindness, but we can also meet need with Holy Spirit power. We need, we need to have Holy Spirit in us. We need to have His power with us. If we don't, I think we're just doing good works. We're just doing good things. I could do something good for someone and that would be cool. But what if I could meet their need with supernatural blessing and that alters their destiny, that alters where they're going in life and draws them closer to God. Not to say a good work won't, but I believe we're called to be able to operate in both. To release power when the opportunity arises and Holy Spirit leads us to. But the key, the key is to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit and to know that He is here with us and to be obedient. And can I say, it's really hard when, when uh, you feel, you know, and it's not, it's never just a flashing light in front of you. It's just sometimes a, a nudge in here. And it's really hard just to just take that step, but that's what God is calling us to as a people. As followers of Christ, as disciples of Christ, He's calling us to take that step. You know, God will never call you into something that you're not capable of in His power. He'll always call you to take a step forward and go, well done, that's awesome. I'm so stoked for you. And then He'll say, come on, let's keep going. And call us to take that next step. And then that next step. And suddenly we look back and we go, whoa. God is doing something in me. So, as the band plays the song, they're just going to sit on it for a little bit. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, or tonight you're just saying, Pete, yeah, you know, there's something about your message. I want to meet need, but I want to meet it with Holy Spirit power when I have the opportunity. And there's something that resounds within you. I want you to come up as well because I want to pray for you and declare uh, that God would fill you and there'll be the courage and there'll be the boldness to step into the situations which He's asking you to step into. And my other thought was, so two areas for prayer. Second one was, if you at the moment have an area that is a specific challenge in your life, I would love to stand with you in prayer and the ministry team can do so as well. If there's a specific challenge in your life, um, that you need someone to stand with you in prayer and, and believe in faith uh, and declare God's Holy Spirit upon you and uh, His power, I, I really want you to come up. Um, and this is going to be a time specifically for this. Um, tonight, if you want to respond to anything else within the message, I would encourage you to come up afterwards. But I think there's people here who need to respond, uh, who need to come up. And this is just to say, look, I want, hey, personally, I want God's power. I want God's Holy Spirit living in me and working through me. And I want to know that and I want to be confident in Him. 
So if you, if those two things, if if that's something that you pick up on, I'd encourage you to come forward, um, and we can go from there. But Ben, why don't you lead us in that song? That'd be awesome. Cool. So why don't you come up now? Let's stand, church.
Thanks, Ben. It's a good word, Peter. Uh, just a couple of, couple of announcements, I guess. Uh, if you're new to church, if uh, this is your first or second time, come and grab one of these from the, they'll be in the foyer out the back. Uh, see Muller out the back. Uh, church, just a reminder, let's be purpose in our giving. Uh, you'll find giving stations uh, as you exit. And uh, also we've got a young adults hang this evening, uh, meeting at the helm. And that wraps it up. Have a good night.